everyone, and welcome to episode 7 of Those Magic Sparks podcast, a show about anything and everything related to Walt Disney World. Coming up, we discuss a new Disney Parks app, plus an update to an existing one, rude guest behaviors, and a Disney World rumor that I'm so excited about I won't even spoil it in this intro. So stick around, we've got news and rumors coming at you today on Those Magic Sparks. Magic Sparks podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Peg Zisman, and I am joined today, as always, by my wife and co-host, Rachel Zisman. Hello. Hi. So, Rach, today's a good day. I only have good news for you. Well, that and a thought on rude guests, but I know for certain that you will be pretty happy about these news stories. Good. Yeah. It's a good news day. I need good news. Yeah, right? Absolutely. So, are you ready to just dive right in? I am. All right, let's do it. Our first news story today is about a new app that was announced yesterday, formally by the Disney Parks blog. The new app will be called Play, and it's to be used within the Disney World and Disneyland parks. It's free to download, and the whole concept is that while you are in the theme parks, it will allow you to interact with part of the environment. The press release from the Disney Parks blog states, quote, with the touch of a button, wait times turn into playtime with family and friends at certain locations. And the more you explore in Disney Parks, the more there is to discover on the app. I am pretty excited about this. Yeah. And I also have a lot of questions. That sounds really cool. So what are your first reactions? So I guess my first thought is that it reminds me of uh, Harry Potter worlds where you can buy the interactive wands and it'll do, you know, there's just interactive uh, animatronics that go along with it. But of course that sounds really cool. I do have a lot of questions about how it'll work and will it mostly be in queues? Well, you know, because I think of, um, you know, for example, the Haunted Mansion queue that could be a really cool one because you could be interacting with the epitaphs and they already have a lot of interactive pieces. But yeah, it sounds really cool. I felt the same way. Immediately, I jumped to a lot of questions about the logistics on how can we interact yeah. with the environment. One of the things that immediately came to mind is, is this more like an augmented reality where we are interacting with the environment through our phones, like we see a Pokemon Go as <laughs> kind of. I was imagining, do we see the changes in environment in augmented reality form on our phones? Or can we change the physical world in front of us by doing something on our phones? Because oh. that could go both ways yeah. because if you change the environment in front of you physically yes that would be like the harry potter theme park with the interactive wands yeah if it's like on your phone where you're playing with something on your screen 
and it's what we are actually standing in front of, then that would be more like Pokemon Go when you play with the augmented reality setting on. Yeah, that would be. I mean, either way sounds pretty cool. I agree. It also sounds like it could be similar to maybe the pirate adventure experience or the Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. We've done the Pirate's Adventure. Yeah. You use your magic bands. They call it a talisman when you're playing the game. And you don't even realize that all of these things are around the theme park until you're playing the game. Otherwise, they blend in pretty nicely. You have to go to Symbol's place around Adventureland. Yeah. And when you scanned your magic band in front of it, it would trigger something you could see, like a cannonball poofing smoke. Yeah. Or there was this really the, cool effect we saw of it looked like a, a pirate ship inside a glass bottle. Yeah. With a fight and then it sinks. Yes. Or there was, you know, like a clam would open and there'd be a pearl in it and mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. But that could be really cool. So I So Disney has some technology like this. Or maybe not at all like this, because we don't really know what it is. Yeah, I mean, maybe. <laughs> right. But they do have interactive technology already within the theme park. And they so don't I'm need an app to, to do that. They don't. Yeah. So I'm interested to see to what extent this is like that. I also noticed that recently Disney had an announcement where you get to use your cell phone in place of your magic band to open your room door. I'll be honest, I don't see how that's more convenient than just using your wrist with your magic band. So that's what makes me think that maybe this could just be you using your cell phone in lieu of using your magic band within the park. But I don't like that idea as much as I would rather this be something new. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. I think either option could be pretty cool. But yeah, I guess I would wonder why they would need an app to do... um, you know, to operate some of the animatronics similar to what they do in Adventureland because you could already be doing that with your magic magic band. band, So I agree. I guess it would be probably be something different then. You think it'll be something totally different. Maybe. I don't know. My gut tells me it is something entirely different. You also mentioned, will this be something to use in cues? From Mm. the quote that they had in their press release, it sounds like it is something they want you to do in queue so you're not so bored. They're really trying to find a way to make people's experiences in lines not be the memorable part of your trip to Disney. Yeah. And I appreciate that. So that's why they've had uh, interactive queues installed. And that's why they have fast passes. This could be yet another way to make your experience waiting be less boring for lack of... A better word. Yeah. I also have to say a little bit of a confession with this story. When I first saw the headline for it on a news site, I immediately thought that it was going to be an app where you could imagine that you were in the park from home and navigate your way around <laughs> it. Almost like a, like The Sims or like the Disneyland video game that they made for Connect yeah. and Xbox. Or Roller Coaster Tycoon, but you are one of the little people. I want that. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Why and doesn't that exist already? It kind of does, and it's disappointing. Yeah. 
There's a Disney app currently out called Magic Kingdoms, I think, and it allows you to save up points or coins or stars or whatever they are, and then you can purchase Disney attractions. I thought it was going to be just like Roller Coaster Tycoon. I wanted it to be just like Roller Coaster Tycoon, but it's really not. Mm-hmm. It's a app that relies so heavily on microtransactions that unless you're willing to play the long game and wait and click buttons almost like Farmville. Ugh, sounds terrible. <laughs> With admittedly less gratification, in my opinion, than Farmville had. <laughs> yeah, at least Farmville, you always got strawberries or whatever it was that you were harvesting, but... This, you have to, in real time, it'll say, like, all right, wait 18 hours, and then Woody can do a dance, and then you can earn points, and then when you get enough points, you can buy this... That sounds dreadful. It is. And then you can place it somewhere in this very limited park that you have. It was really convoluted. I played it for a little bit. I wasn't a huge fan. I wanted Roller Coaster Tycoon with the ability to just be in sandbox mode and build everything and place it wherever I wanted to. Or I I wanted like a Sims version of the video game where I could just walk around the theme park and then like get on a ride and then watch it in animated form. I could also watch it on YouTube, but it it seems more fun if it's like, I want the Sims and Roller Coaster Tycoon to come together with Disney and make a game and I just want to live in that, in that theme yeah, park. You would <laughs> never I... do, you would stop going to work. You would stop doing regular things. This is my life and now. Sim peg is at the theme park. <laughs> what if you became a sim and that was your job working at the theme park? That could be an extension to Sims. <laughs> that sounds like. You never go to work with the Sims, but. <laughs> they know they created new versions of the Sims oh. where you do get to go to work with them. Wow. It's in the Sims 4. Oh. I know this because I purchased it. <laughs> that sounds so fun. So you could go to work at your regular job and then you could come home and go to work as a sim. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's the dream. Work uh-huh. on work. Yeah. So speaking of Disney apps, our next news story is actually about an update that is coming to the My Disney Experience app. It has been confirmed that a new and very useful feature is coming to the My Disney Experience app very soon probably within the next few days. I'm intrigued. Mm-hmm. Namely, they are adding a new section that lists all up-to-the-minute bus arrival times at your location. So this is basically wow. an extension of the bus arrival time monitors that were added to all the bus stops around property, only this will be accessible from your phone rather than having to bend your neck around other people waiting in line to try to see the screens. I would imagine you could also see these times from your resort rooms, which would be super helpful. Yeah, it would. Mm-hmm. The only caveat to this new feature is that you'll only be able to access these bus times when you have an active Disney hotel reservation. So, like, within the window in which you should be at your hotel or during your trip time. In other words, you won't be able to sit in the comfort of your own home and do that thing where you pretend that you're at Disney World and track your imaginary self through a bus route, the way that you can always access attraction wait times. That's totally weird and definitely not normal. Definitely, what? (laughs) (laughs) That's totally not weird and definitely normal, right? Yeah, in the theme of doing, I could get wait for the bus here at home and then also wait for a pretend bus at Disney World at the same time. Uh... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that does sound really convenient. I'm surprised they haven't done that before. 
I know. Now that I'm thinking about it. I know. Because city buses often have for years had The metro can do it. Why can't... Yeah, right. (laughs) You're able to track what times buses are, like, arriving based on their GPS trackers. Disney's had this technology for a while. Yeah, I'm right. Uh, You're right entirely. I don't know why they haven't done this before. That is pretty convenient. And as always, decreases people's frustration because people get really mad when they're waiting for an undetermined amount of time. They want to know. And not only because I saw screenshots of this soon-to-be app update, not only does it show you the estimated bus arrival time for wherever you're going, it will also tell you your bus's estimated arrival time to the destination where you're headed. Mm. So if if you're at Pop Century, it'll say at 9.34, the bus to Magic Kingdom will arrive and your arrival time at Magic Kingdom is estimated to be at 10.01. That is pretty convenient. I think so, too. It also finally answers the question, because I never bothered to actually time it, of about how long that trip is. Yeah from your hotel to specific parks. I think it helps you plan a little bit better in terms of what time do I have to leave to make my dining reservation or my fast pass window. Yeah. So I'm really happy that they're doing this. I'm such a planner. I appreciate that they have this detail available. Yeah. I also like the idea of, so at the end of the night, when everyone is waiting to get on the bus (laughs) and you're trying to decide, will it be two more minutes or should I try to cram myself onto this bus? Rather than wait 20 minutes. Great point. You can be a little bit more strategic about, well, it's only going to be three minutes, so we can wait. Do I want to wait three minutes to get a seat? (laughs) Or do I want to cram myself on there and wait? Stand that whole 26-minute trip back to my hotel. Right. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that, too. Yeah, I think that this is a good update. I'm surprised they haven't done it now that I'm thinking about it, but yeah, it'll be good. I'm excited for that. Yeah. Also, we'll tell you whether or not you have time to grab that extra refill of Powerade. I know. Or if you need to go get in line right now. (laughs) Right, yeah. Do I have two minutes to grab a coffee or do I need to book it? And how many times have you and I had that frantic back and forth texting to one another while one of us is in the gift shop? I know. (laughs) Right. Well, often it's me trying to get coffee or something. I'm trying to like frantically buy a muffin to eat on the ride there and you're texting me like get on the bu- get out here now we've got to go literally describing a scene yeah. straight from our honeymoon uh-huh of me running through the gift shop to try and with my coffee yes mm. and me trying to stall like oh it's taking me several moments to step onto this bus <laughs> <laughs> out comes my wife running classic <laughs> me running down <laughs> there are signs on the back of the bus saying do not run to catch the bus i'm gonna coming i'm gonna and run you're like, I'm, I'm running listen <laughs> I got to get on this bus, okay? (laughs) We have a fast pass to make. Our next topic is less news and more commentary from former cast members. Today I was stumbling around the internet and I found an article from Business Insider who wrote an article about things Disney cast members wish that guests would stop doing. And when I first saw the headline, I assumed automatically that I would not be surprised by any of the annoying things that guests can do at times because working in a 
very heavy people profession as a counselor and with children, mm-hmm. I've seen a lot. You could guess. I can right. guess. So you were surprised <laughs> by things? I was surprised. Wow. Because as it turns out, one of the things they want guests to stop doing is something that my students do that I did not assume adults would do. And I was wrong. So one of the points <laughs> that the article mentioned was that sometimes guests will demand magical moments or free things. And just to define (laughs) magical moments, the Disney Information Station defines a magical moment as a, quote, spur of the moment act of kindness between cast members and the guests. So it can be something like a cast member sharing an extra fast pass, getting a free food item, or even something bigger like getting to be the leader of a parade at the park for that day. Right. Apparently, some guests will walk up to cast members and straight up ask for a magical moment, or they'll see another guest receiving something as part of a magical moment and then demand it for themselves. So they will walk up to a cast member like Veruca Salt demanding (laughs) something magical happen in this moment? Yes. Wow. I don't know why I assumed adults wouldn't do it, but I know students do it. Yeah, like they got that, so now I want it. Yes. Back when my school used more incentive-based programs where kids were rewarded with paper tokens that they could trade in for things later, kids would just straight up ask for one of those paper tokens in response to them doing something nice because they started expecting it. In fairness to my students, they had at least done something nice prior to asking for the token incentive. What is entitling these adults to demanding a magical moment? Spending $10,000 on this trip. We all did. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone there did. Right. Right. Like being in the park isn't enough of a magical experience. It's like people went on the internet, discovered that these things existed, and then thought to themselves, I should just ask for it and I shall receive. Hmm. Yeah, that would be super annoying if you were a cast member. And extremely rude. Because I don't, what, if somebody were to approach me as a cast member and say, make something magical happen for me, I wouldn't know what to say to them, almost. (laughs) It literally takes away the aspect of it it. that makes it magical. There's not literal magic involved here. It's just this special moment where you were chosen for something nice. It's an act of kindness. It might happen because you're having a bad day. It might happen because you're celebrating something. It might happen just because. Yeah. That's kind of the whimsy of it. If you take that away by demanding it, now you're just saying, give me things. Right. For what? (laughs) I love that Disney does magical moments. I think that they're really one of the things that makes the park special, memorable. It's one of those things that make you want to come back. We've had magical things happen to us, like at Tebanito. They came out with drums and they sang to us for our honeymoon. Um, We had a gentleman at Sanaa who gave us these really nice Tinkerbell fairy lights. Like, yeah. And that was really sweet. And some champagne, too, because it was our honeymoon. And right after you proposed to me, the boat honking and, like, the yeah. people cheering and stuff like that. Yeah. That was really sweet. And then there was a cast member we ran into. I think her name was Allison. Maybe. At Haunted yeah. Mansion. I remembered that. She was cool. She just talked to us for a while, and we happened yeah. to be from similar parts of the country. She was really friendly. We were around the same age. And she just ended up sharing some 
fast passes with us is saying like here have a great day yeah and i loved that i appreciated that and it did feel magical because i really wasn't expecting that no we just went to say hello yeah that's what made it part of what made it all of those things feel good is that they weren't expected even if it was our honeymoon we didn't expect it Mm -hmm. and that's it's the memories from behind it and it's that moment of feeling recognized yeah i cared less about the tinkerbell pins Less about the cake they gave us, less about the champagne, and even less about the fast passes than I did in that moment of feeling like these people felt like we were worth recognizing in this moment for something. Yeah. That affirmation really meant a lot. Rachel, I think it's time for us to move on to the big news topic I'm really excited to share with you. I hope I'm not overhyping it. It just made me so giddy with enthusiasm when I found out I had to tell you. That definitely feels like you're not overhyping it. Sarcasm will get you everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) So I have a piece to share with you. It is a rumor from WDW News Today. Okay. The rumor is Disney has ordered a new fleet of monorails to replace their old ones for the first time since 1989. Shut up. Since 19- Those monorails are older than I am. Correct. Are you kidding me? That's ridiculous. And feels like it's a long time coming. But also, yay, because there's been a lot of scary news stories related to those monorails. Like it riding the whole ride with the door open. Yeah, okay. Things like that. So let's get into that for context. Because some of our listeners actually have not been... Super news savvy. <laughs> right. So let's share this. They don't listen to every bit of Walt Disney World news. Okay, go right. on. They haven't already been informed by me. So here's, let's catch everyone up to speed. So first of all, this will be the seventh version of the Disney monorails dating back to the original line that opened in Disneyland in 1959. That's, this is going to be the seventh version. The sixth version that is still being used have not been replaced. Again, 1989 in Disney World. That's the really? ones we are writing. Wait, so yeah. they started off. They started off with them in 1950. They had the monorails. 1959 is when the very first monorail was used that at Disneyland. Because Disney World didn't exist yet. In my mind, it's um, like a really rickety, like it's horse drawn. I just think of like <laughs> um, like an 1800s underground. <laughs> subway is what this looks like. I just can't believe that they had those that far, you know, at the very start of Disneyland. It it came out a few years after Disneyland first opened. And I've seen pictures. They don't look as rickety as you think, but they definitely look retro. Okay. Except back then they weren't retro. They currently look retro. They currently look Because retro. they are 30 years old. More than that. So They're this is fu- the sixth 30, version? 30 years old? Yeah. Oh, 19, I mean... 1959. No, I mean the 1989. Yes. Those really are almost 30 years old. I see what yes. you're saying. Yeah, the current version of the monorails look really old because they are. They are... Yeah. They are... They were created in the year between yours and my birth. Yes. I said that so well. The, 1989 was the year between you being born and me being born. So essentially it's about 30 years old. We can date ourselves here. Yes. Yeah, it's really old. The rumor claims that the cost of ordering these new monorails is the reason why Disney halted construction on the Main Street Theater in Magic Kingdom this past February, even though 
construction of that theater had been formally announced by Disney at the D23 Expo, their annual convention, in July of last year. So these monorails have been in disrepair for a really long time, truth be told. They're fairly unreliable, and I feel like they decrease the value of resort loop hotels with how often they are breaking down and just not working. So they were down for, I would say, about half of your and my last trip Mm -hmm. in July of 2017. And in the summer of 2014, my mom rode on a monorail one time and wound up getting stuck on it for an hour when it broke down. But apparently the thing that finally pushed Disney to the breaking point of investing in a new fleet was the infamous incident that happened in January that you were alluding to earlier. And this happened about a month before construction stopped on the Main Street Theater. So you can see the correlation here. So basically what happened was, while in motion on its way to Epcot, one of Monorail Red's doors opened, and there were guests inside that particular car. Luckily, nobody was hurt, but that easily could have led to a fatality. Yes. If if that thing's crowded and someone slips out... Yeah. That's the end of that's that. That's terrifying. I mean, to me, this already sounds like a scene from Divergent when they're on the L yes. and just careening around and hanging off of it, because that's already how it feels a little bit. Yes. Yeah. I mean, when you think about how much the potential cost for if they were to get sued for a liability in this or, you know, just like the cost of human life, that's yeah, that's terrifying. And even from a business standpoint, again, the value of the resort loops, which are all deluxe resorts, yeah, goes significantly down when the appealing form of transportation, the monorail, is working at such an inconsistent clip. The boats that you can take, I'm sorry, they're not very good. They're super hot and they they're are. small and they're slower. And they smell like gasoline. They smell like human sweat. They do. And they're a thousand degrees. That would be accurate. Yeah, and there's not a direct bus connection between no. the resorts there and Magic Kingdom either. So, and you know what? That door incident led them to putting up signs and the monorail saying, don't lead against the door. All right, that's a nice band aid for right now, but they're going to need something much more substantial. And also, 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 that door incident wasn't even the only notable problem that the monorails had run into in recent years. In June of 2017, just a month before we went, a large piece of monorail blue fell off the monorail and nearly landed on pedestrians in the Epcot parking lot below the track. Stop. There's just chunks flying off. There's literal chunks of the monorail flying off. And, And we saw this happen on our honeymoon, as we said, monorail teal had significant problems as well. Remember, we were waiting in line forever and ever, like we wanted to get on this monorail and it wasn't leaving. That was monorail teal. And that summer, last summer, it broke down so many times it kept having to get towed by another vehicle. Another monorail shows up and tows (laughs) it away. It had to get towed to the nearest station. So this overall rumor of them finally, 30 years, are you kidding me? Of them finally buying the new fleet of monorails if it's true, God, I hope it's true. It is a welcomed and it is a much needed change at Walt Disney World. I, I just have this really wonderful image of the cast members who work the monorail, who like <laughs> after a chunk falls off, they have to like duct tape it back on. And because they're afraid the door is going to fall open, they just like put a whole <laughs> bunch of yard or some, like a piece of plywood over it. It is. Safety first, everyone. 
It, they're so ramshackle now. I remember going to Disneyland in 2002 with my family, and I came back from that trip, and I told my friends when they asked me to compare the two parks, Disney World to Disneyland, I said, I don't like Disneyland because the monorail there is so much smaller, it's run down, it doesn't have air conditioning. I don't know that the current version and state of being for the monorails at Magic Kingdom are really any better than the Disneyland ones at all. And again, that was in 2002, here we are 16 years later, and still nothing's been done, why were they not investing money in getting the new monorails? That is one of the icons of their park. For context, because you're listening, I am currently wearing a t-shirt that has, ironically, the teal monorail. Monorail teal on it, yes. On it. If that's such an icon of your park that you won't let another company buy you a fleet of monorails because they want their logo on it and you don't want your park icon tainted with some other company's logo... You need to make the commitment to invest in something that is safe and functionable for your users. The monorail is not meant to be an attraction or a ride, as it is at Disneyland. It is meant to be a form of mass transportation. And if it's not working, you have an infrastructure problem. To be fair, so she is currently wearing a monorail t-shirt, but we don't know that it is even the Disney World monorail because there's no cast member, like, pushing it. Uh, (laughs) There's no, like, big metal chain holding the whole thing together. None of the windows are broken. So I don't know. I mean, there is a big cloud of smoke behind it. So that feels accurate. But I think she's describing the cloud. But yeah, yeah. we can call that a puff of smoke. I just, yeah, I mean, I think to me at this point, it's a little bit amazing that they've gotten away with not doing anything to those monorails for a long time. And I don't really know why that is because they are clearly in disrepair and all these terrifying things keep happening on them to the point of we rode them once on our honeymoon. And I was actually like, I don't think I want to ride that anymore because I would be really scared if we were stuck in a monorail because I would worry it would just like fall off the track. If we were stuck in it for too long. I was afraid to go on it because I didn't want it to get stuck out in the middle of the track, not be able to move. And then you are wasting your time. Yeah. Disney World time is money. And if you're not spending it doing something relaxing or enjoyable, then you're wasting everything. Yeah. And it's not super fun to just be sitting stuck on a cement rail up in the air. Yeah. Looking at where you want to be, but Look, not actually there. With a great view of just a magic kingdom. But... <laughs> Look how pretty it is. We can't go anywhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think at this point, it really, it's clearly a liability, but I think also you're right. It really does decrease the value of those resorts. You and I have toyed with the idea of one day saving up and staying at one of those resorts. We've talked about staying at Contemporary or the Polynesian. Mm-hmm. And the number one, and I'm not kidding when I say this, the number one reason why I haven't found a way to make that work for us to actually do it, even for a shorter trip, is because I knew that the value of the resorts wasn't really there if we couldn't take the monorail. If I want to stay in the contemporary, I want to ride the monorail. I don't want to, I mean, walking is fine. I don't want to take the ferry boat. I no. don't want to have to. The feel ferry boat like... is novel for like one trip, <laughs> and then it wouldn't be ineffective to get there every day. No. And if we're gonna spend 
400 500 $600 a night. On a room. On a room. I want every single amenity you have to offer, especially your icon. Mm-hmm. You need that. Yeah. I mean, I would agree. So this news of them updating it, I hope it's not a... I, I say it really is a rumor. I hope it is later confirmed. I mean, I think at this point it really has to be. They have to do something because if they're... If they're made a big park icon is 30 years old and they haven't done anything to update it, they're going to have to. And or they're going to find themselves in a world of hurt after somebody falls out of a monorail car. The timing and the financial investment of their stopping construction on the Main Street Theater makes me think it is true. Mm-hmm. Because the amount of money that they'd be saving on building that theater can easily be put towards the monorails. I think that's what made them decide to do that because there's not a ton of reasons why Disney would come out and formally announce that they were going to build something and then completely stop it. Yeah. Unless they had a very good reason to stop it. I think the monorails could be it. Of course, I also think Disney's capable of financially supporting both projects. Right, I know. I think, to me, it seems strange that they would cancel one project like that anecdotally i think they should put some money towards increasing the salaries of their employees probably and that would not take them as much um that would not be as much of a financial blow to them as one would assume if you run the numbers but regardless i appreciate that it's i think these monorails are coming yeah i mean i think especially if those cast members have to deal with the nonsense that is broken monorail. Like, that person should get paid a lot more. The person who has to um, comfort guests after they almost fell out of a broken monorail. That person needs a pay raise. They do. <laughs> <laughs> There's not enough of magical experiences <laughs> you can put into that person's day. You can't undo that viral YouTube video. Right. Oof. I'm so glad no one got hurt. Yeah. I, I do hope those people got, like, all the fast passes. I do hope that what comes of this situation, yes. more importantly, is the actual replacement of, of the monorails. Yeah. You cannot continue to ride things that are that decrepit yeah. and just wait for someone to actually, a guest, to get hurt. They yeah. have had a staff member die in a crash with monorails in 2009, but that was due more to safety regulation negligence on Disney's part mm. than to the functionality of the monorails themselves. I think this would definitely count under the umbrella of safety regulations not really being met like could yeah. you imagine a public a public subway with a door just staying open the whole time no <laughs> like that that wouldn't happen at all or you know like well, getting fairness- getting on a, on a city bus and a wheel just falling off and then just keeping going or that another bus shows up to drag this bus along <laughs> that just wouldn't happen so, I, yeah, it, to me, it seems kind of ridiculous that they haven't done something about it to this point. But mm-hmm. In fairness to Disney transportation, I like to think of their transport options as slightly more well-maintained cleanliness-wise on the inside than those other forms That's of public true. city <laughs> transportation. True. And, I mean, I think to say that their transportation is awful would be incorrect because I think the buses have been great. They have been. Um, 
they've been introducing some like the minivans i mean we haven't tried them but they do seem like a really good option we were just talking today about the possibility of them using driverless cars at some point in the future which of course they will um so i mean i'm not saying that they're not at like the forefront of it i do feel like this is at a point of being like actually negligent that even this story happened where the door was open this happened six months ago or something and they didn't immediately close down the monorails and say, oh, my God, we're so sorry, everyone. This is no. horrifying. In- instead, they decided to announce that they were opening a Skyway gondola system. <laughs> yeah. Like, in lieu of replacing the monorails, they first prioritized a new form of Their transportation. Skyway gondolas. Also in the sky. And the immediate reaction from so many Disney fans is, well, why would I trust you to build this system when you cannot maintain your monorails? Yeah. Also, a, a gondola wouldn't even have, like, the monorail to keep you from falling out of the sky. Right. Just a cable. Yeah, just a cable, which already I'm sort of terrified of all things like ski lifts or other, you know, like chair rides that they have. Because they just, in my mind, I feel like I'm going to fall out the whole time. And this would only be more terrifying because I imagine it just being this giant pod where me and 20 other people are sitting and hoping that we don't come careening down to the ground. (laughs) I just talk about a way to go. Yeah. It certainly would be. And if they don't invest the money into repairing that system. Yeah. And that's, yeah, I know. My first thought is like, well, I no, that's. Just buy more buses or something, you know? I don't know. I think, like, the gondola system could be cool, but I also think the monorail is currently terrifying. And if they're not going to invest the time and energy to fixing the monorail, the infrastructure, by the way, already exists, too. They would just need, I mean, not just buy new cars, but they would need to repair and buy new cars. Mm-hmm. But, Yeah. So, quick side note, since Mm -hmm. we're talking about the gondola system, I did just hear a rumor that the the hopeful opening date for Disney's gondola Skyway system would be the end of 2019. So, not the end of this year, but next year. That's, I still have a hard time imagining exactly what those gondolas are going to be like, but I, my initial thought is that I don't actually, I'm not that excited about them. Because they sound kind of scary to me. Because in my mind, again, we're like in a pod, hopefully not crashing out of the sky, but like traveling over alligator infested swamplands. I just, I don't know. It sounds scary to me. Well, speaking of swamp, my only real concern is that they won't have air conditioning inside each individual pod. Because that's the real swamp. (laughs) Yeah, that would be disgusting. (laughs) I also, when you first said gondola, to me, it was like a chairlift. Like what a... If you were going skiing or something. And I was like... A multi-mile one? Yeah, right. Are you kidding me? Like over the freeway and stuff? (laughs) (laughs) It was like... No, that sounds horrible. Um, Yeah, honestly, to me, I mean, we talked about driverless cars. I legitimately think that would be a cheaper option for them than doing all this nonsense. But that's just me, I guess. So at the end of the day, they need to update their monorails. It sounds like they're going to. Mm -hmm. It's a park icon. They have to do it. They really do. Yeah. All right. Well, that just about wraps up us up for today's show. I want to thank you for joining me again today, Rach. No problem. I always love sharing news like this with you. It makes our next trip feel like it's so much closer to us in time than it really is. It does. It does. 
Mm -hmm. And I want to thank all of our listeners for your enthusiasm, your topic suggestions, and of course your support. We love hearing from you and we want to keep hearing from you. If you enjoyed today's show, please remember to subscribe on iTunes as well as rate and review us. You can also bookmark us on Anchor at anchor.fm slash TMS podcast. This has been Peg and Rachel Zisman for those Magic Sparks podcast. Don't forget, kindness is cool. So make good choices and have a magical day, everybody.